What do you think of that, listeners? What do you think of that, Lonnie Lean? He's my special guest on the airwaves a little bit later on this afternoon. My request list is growing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I guess people are tuning in via all sorts of uh, formats now because you can listen to me on Spotify. You can also listen to me on um, aussieflashbacks.com.au. You can um, catch me on Facebook, Aussie Flashbacks on Facebook. The program's growing. The audience listening base is getting really, really busy. I'm going to need an assistant soon. I've got about eight requests on the pad already. <laughs> I've only just turned the microphone on. I'm going to play a track for uh, for Mark, first of all. He's from Party Central on Woi Woi. Uh, he just said Malistic, okay? He didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't actually say what song. So I've, I've just, I'm just going to chuck it out there and, and uh, hopefully I've given him the right track. Uh, let me see. Let me just see what I've organised. I don't know. Oh, I'll hit the button. If it's not happy, he'll send me something else. Gosh, I hope it's Malistic. Send me a request, Mark. Tell me a track name as well. Like to talk about their friends oh, that ain't Mel. Couldn't be. About me. But if I were to let it hurt my heart, I'd be wounded constantly. Word. 
Definitely wasn't maloistic. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, I'm having a great day. They've given me a brand new. <laughs> they've given me a brand new um, 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 DJ console here. <laughs> I got a brand new mixer from last week, and I got a brand new console here that's got four decks on it. <laughs> I don't even know which buttons I'm pressing. We're going to have a fun afternoon. I can tell you that. Don't worry, Mark. I will find that track for you. Okay, just be. Bear with me while I catch my breath. All righty. I'm going to play a track now. This is a request for Maureen now. Maureen's in Victoria, and uh, she likes she likes country music, okay? So she's going to love one of the great programs that we've got um, coming up 24 hours a day from, I think, next week. The country show is going to start. Aussie True Blue Country, and it's all Australian male-female bands all country okay and that's uh, we're not sure what day we're going to put it on it's definitely not going to be on a sunday afternoon we're not going to interfere with this live show um and that one's going to be happening i think on a sunday sunday night or something after i hang up the headphones um so just a little bit of knowledge out there for you maureen she's in victoria she asked me for a track by lee kernigan it's a number called the boys from the bush it's lee kernigan 
shearing sheep We've been mustering stone We've been culling out roots We've been spraying the crops We've been growing cattle Up an old stock room Now it's Saturday night We're piling the youth We're the boys from the bush And we're back in town Well, the dog's in the back And the foot goes down to Maureen, The Boys in the Bush. Uh, what a great track. I'm starting to get into this country music. I'm, I don't mind it. I've been listening to a lot of it in the last, uh, probably the last three or four days, trying, trying to get my head around some of it for uh, when this thing goes 24-7. Um, I think the country's going to be happening from about next week. Uh, I'm going to play a track now. This one's going out to Chris. Now, Chris is part of the Party Central, the gang, okay, the Party Central people. He asked me for a song by Dave Holt. It's from his Short Fuse Blues album, and it's a number called Keep Your Motor Running. Going out to you, Chris.
Going out to Chris at Party Central. Keep your motor running. All righty, I've got to send one out to Rod. And uh, Rod likes his country music as well, okay? And uh, I'm going to play a track for him. This is a classic. Oh, it's a lonesome away from your kindred and all By the campfire at night, we'll hear the wild dingoes call but there's a nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear Than to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer Now the publican's anxious for the quota to come And there's a far away look on the face of the bum The mate's gone all cranky and the cook's acting queer Oh, what a terrible place is a pub with no beer Then the stockman rides up with his dry, dusty throat. He breasts up to the bar and pulls a wad from his coat. But the smile on his face quickly turns to a sneer as the barman says sadly, the pub's got no beer. Then the swaggy comes in, smothered in dust and flies. He throws down his roll and rubs the sweat from his eyes. But when he is told, he says, what's this I hear? I've trudged 50 flaming miles to a pub with no beer. Now there's a dog on the brander, for his master he waits. But the boss is inside, drinking wine with his mates. 
He hurries for cover and he cringes in fear. It's no place for a dog round a pub with no beer. And old Billy the blacksmith, the first time in his life, why he's gone home cold sober to his darling wife. He walks in the kitchen, she says, you're early, Bill, dear. But then he breaks down and tells her the pub's got no beer. Oh, it's hard to believe that there's customers still, but the money's still tinkling in the old ancient till. The wine dots are happy, and I know they're sincere when they say they don't care if the pub's got no beer. So it's a lonesome away from your kindred and all by the campfire at night, while hear the wild dingoes call. But there's a nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear, than to stand in the bar. Of that pub with a no beer. Oh, there's nothing worse than standing in a pub with no beer. Goodness gracious me, how could you possibly do a pub with no beer? Definitely, definitely, definitely wouldn't want to go down with me, that's for sure. All right, now I've got to send a track out to Mark. Mark, um asked me for a track. He asked me for some um, Maloistic right at the start of the program and I didn't actually know which one he wanted and I certainly didn't play it to start with. <laughs> As I said, I'm faced with more gear here now than I even know what to do with. And there's more coloured lights and buttons and sliders and things to than I can even navigate through. So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do a bit more, uh, <laughs> a bit more practice. Ah, oh, producer, I rang him up at three o'clock and said, "Make sure you're on the phones. I want a couple of hours of practice." It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Anyway, I've got this song for Mark now. I want to hear a number called "Don't Let Go" by Mally Stick and Kevin Borich. Okay, so I found it. I'm going to get this up for him, and then I'm going to send a birthday greeting out to somebody in Victoria. But before that happens, this is for you, Mark. Folks, when I first got started playing guitar in this country, it was in Adelaide, I'm an Adelaide boy, and we only saw the best of Australian rock and roll when it came to town, which wasn't often enough. As you can imagine, folks, this is a live performance, okay? It's Mal Eastick and Kevin Borich. I saw some great guitar players, but then one night I went to hotel to see a band called the Lardy Dars. I didn't know what they were about. And I tell you, with, without any further ado, my chin was on the ground. Featured a guitar player I've admired ever since. A great teacher. Showed me a few tricks or two with the fingers. And recently, as I've been, he hasn't been very well. Before that happened, he'd care. He was the man who actually invited me to come along and play with him so that I could get started again. And that's priceless. I admire him greatly. He's back on the road. Will you please give a very warm welcome to Mr. Kevin Boric.
There you go, folks. Going yeah, out to going out to Mark Mel Eastick. Kevin Boris, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Thank you so much. And Kevin Boris. Everybody wants to talk, <laughs> including me. Be quiet, boys. Going out to Mark. And that was uh, Kevin Boric. Mel Eastick. <sighs> Don't let go. Alrighty, keeping the music coming your way. I've got to send out a birthday greeting, okay? We got a we got a listener celebrating a birthday today. Oh no, actually, his birthday is Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Happy birthday for Monday, my friend. His name is Luke. And he's turning 13 on Monday. Good on you, my man. Thanks for tuning in. That's uh that's fantastic. All right. I'm just reading the notes here. Uh, 13 on Monday, was 13 on Monday last week. Okay. God, I'm getting it all wrong. Mark, happy birthday. Luke, happy birthday for last week. I've never made so many mistakes in my life. And it's not because I'm nervous for Lonnie Lee. It's just all this gear. I'm overwhelmed by it all. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to put in for a pay rise. So Luke celebrated his 13th birthday last Monday. Happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday. And uh, he wanted to hear some uh, Travis Sinclair. The song he's asked me for is a number called Glory Road. Happy birthday, Luke. Thanks for connecting, my friend. 
had the summit of Depot. Billy loaded up his rig. When a driver walked up to him, introduced himself as Nick. Well, Nick the Flash had the reputation, the fastest rig around. He said, hey Billy, where you headed? Billy said to Sydney Town. Well, Nick the Flash just grinned a grin and said, well, come along. 500 bucks says I'll beat you there. Well, Billy said, you're on. As Nick drove off, he laughed out loud. That 500's mine. Billy climbed up in his rig and he headed up behind. Billy reached Hamburg Hill, but he was overweight. So he listened for the news. They'd close abroad for play. And as he jammed it into gear, he cursed his rotten luck. He reckons he had 50k. I'd ride to catch him up. He ran to the border and on the gun to guy. Then on to Gundagai. When he crossed the hills to Kulak, the rain came belting down. The road was greasy, jackknife hell, but Billy held his ground. The ruling was his biggest gamble, to the Weybridge he was bound. A logbook check and barbie plate, he knew that shut him down. Then he prayed to his maker, the station would be closed. Lady Luck was smiling, and onward Billy rolled. He ran to the border and on the gun to guide. Julian rings like thunder, rolling through the night. Knocked to Marula and on the Sydney town. Rebels on the highway, hell bent and glory bound. Like thunder, rolling through the night. 
Alrighty, they sure like their country in Victoria. That one's going out to Luke, who celebrated his 13th birthday last week. Great track. And I hope you had a fantastic birthday. And I hope that, um, yeah, Rod and Maureen, I hope they sport you rotten, young man, okay? If you didn't get a lot of presents, let me know, and I'll, I'll have a word in their ear for you, okay, buddy? Alrighty, this next one, this is going out to Wizzo. Now, Wizzo loves his Aussie music, and uh, he likes John Swan. I was actually talking to uh, some people about Swanee last week because uh, Swanee's trying to put a new album together and he's got one of these GoFundMe projects where um, you can actually sort of message him and tell him what you'd like him to put on the album. And, um, you know, if he decides to do it and, um, you know, you put some money in to help him get this album together because everybody's doing it tough in this industry. There's, there's You know, the, the music industry is just really suffering badly and... Um, uh, you know, he's trying to put this new album out and obviously doing it tough as well. So he's got this GoFundMe project. And I was talking to some people. I was actually thinking of trying to get John on the phone because he lives at Coffs Harbour. He's not. He wouldn't be hard, I don't think. If you if you think you might like to hear John Swan on the phone and maybe we can talk about this upcoming album, let me know and I'll, and I'll reach out to him, okay, and see if I can't get him on the program for you. Now, to get back to the song request, Wizzo, he wanted to hear a song called Crazy dreams going out to you my friend Thank you. 
He's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. Join Scott Gibbons with his brand new show, On the Road. There's more than one way to travel this great land of ours, from four-wheel driving and camping, caravanning to luxurious motorhomes and fifth-wheelers. For the latest in RV product reviews and interviews with the manufacturers, join Scott. He'll keep him informed and up to date. Scott Gibbons, On the Road, every Sunday. From 1 p.m. Well, there you go, listeners. That's what you've got to tune into. If you want to know anything about camping, caravanning, and this great land of ours, you better tune into him, okay? And if you've uh, missed him today and you want to check out past shows, you can find out all about his uh, podcasting. He's got about 45 or 48 or 50 something uh, on the road media Australia, or you can uh, find out about him as on the road media.com.au, okay? His Facebook page. Um, is On The Road Media Australia. Or if you go to ontheroadmedia.com.au, it's all going to be there. He's also on Spotify as well, like myself, okay? So this is uh, this is the growing industry, isn't it? Everybody's on Spotify and uh, YouTube <laughs> and the internet. And, yeah, if it wasn't for that, you know, because, I mean, we are broadcasting in, in Windsor and we do have a lot of listeners in the Hawkesbury area, but a lot of my listeners are tuning in on the stream. They're just they're all over the planet, like those people from Victoria, for example, Mark and and uh, not Mark, uh, Rod and Maureen and Luke. They're all they're all from Victoria. Anyway, I'm going to keep the music coming your way. Uh, Mark asked me for a track by Finch. It's a number called "Nothing to Hide." Going out to you, Mark. Oh,
All right, there you go. Going out to Mark. That, of course, is a uh, an old Finch track. Nothing to hide. All righty. As I said, we've got uh, Lonnie Lee coming on the program a little bit later on this afternoon. So I'm going to play one of his first hits. Okay? It's a number called... Um, it's a number called a sh- It Ain't So. Let me try to get it right back to the start. Here we go. Lonnie Lee. Well, everybody keeps on saying, What's the matter with me? What's the matter with me? Yeah, you know, everybody keeps on saying, What's the matter with me? What's the matter with me? It is so, it is so. Everybody keeps on saying you don't treat me right. You don't treat me right. Well, everybody keeps on saying you don't treat me right. You don't treat me right. Ain't it so? Ain't it so? I'm in love with you. Ain't it so? Listeners, Lonnie Lee, and he's going to be our special guest on the phones very, very shortly. I'm going to play another one of his tracks from his Back to Basic or Base X, Basics, B A S E X is the name of his album. Back to Base, B A S E X. Uh, and he brought this one out just uh, last year, and we're going to be talking to him about this album. Uh, it's got some really good stuff on it, and I'm going to play you a track from it. Right now, it's a number called She's My Baby. Lonnie Lee from his Back to Basics album. She's my gal. She's my baby. She's my 
She's my baby. And that is Lonnie Lee from his Back to Basics album, which came out last year. And I'll just let you know, it's got some really good stuff on it. Hey, little mama, going junkin', are you lonesome? Love's hanging pain. I got a woman, a real cool dude. Backdoor Sally. He's also got covered Only 16 and Mona Lisa by Nat King Cole. Very different versions of those songs, though, and really, really good stuff, okay? Now, I'm going to play a request, and this one's going out to uh, Mark. He wanted to hear a track by um, Jimmy Barnes's little brother, okay? Alan Barnes, Alan Barnes Band. And it's a number called I Need a Little Love Tonight. <laughs>
Oh, what do you think of that one, listeners? Whoa, guy's got a lot of talent in his family. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? That's little. We should. We can't say. Little Jimmy Barnes. No, that's almost like little Donny Osmond, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's actually um, it's actually Jimmy Barnes's younger brother, Alan. Uh, wow, what do you think? We just played John Swan, which is his older brother, and now we're playing his younger brother. And whoa, is there, there's some talent in that family. I gotta tell you, there's some talent in that Barnes family. Alrighty, I've got to play a track. I'm just got to try and find it because I'm getting absolutely swamped in here this evening. Um, and then I'm going to play a track while I'm looking for this one. Um, I'm going to play a track by uh, my guest artist of next week, okay? And um, she is um, a brand new... Well, <laughs> look, she's an aspiring young musician that I, that I met and um, she sent me some songs... Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play one of them after I play this request, um, because you know I'm trying to as well as keep the legends alive. I'm actually trying to um, to oh you know um, introduce new acts as well, and 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 young ones that are uh, young ones that are uh, wanting to sort of break into the industry. So. Um, that's what I'm going to do. As soon as I play this one, though, that's the thing I've got to do. I've got to find this one. <laughs> Goodness me, I'm not having a good day. Oh, I'm not having a fun day at the moment. Let me just try and find it. Um, normally, I'm more on the ball than this. Let me see how this one goes. It's this brand new deck, you see. It's just, it's just not liking what I'm doing to it. They put a brand new deck in front of me. It's got four four things on it, <laughs> four turntables on it. I, I was used to my little two 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 deck, and now they've given me this thing. All right, well I found the track. It's going out to uh, it's going out to Chris, Party Central. Want to hear some Akadaka? So I'm going to play this, and then uh, he's from Party Central, of course, Chris. And then after that, I'm going to play this brand new song by Kate. Okay, and it's going to be a total change of pace. So Akadaka for Chris, here it comes, and then I'm going to play a song by Kate Gurgis.
Oh, there you go, listeners. Akadaka going out to Chris at Party Central. All right. Now, I'm going to play something that's completely different to what we just heard ACDCA came. We've had Swanee and Finch. We've had some pretty heavy stuff on Borich and Eastwick. And um, I'm going to play a song now by a young lady I met uh, uh, late last year, very, very late last year. Uh, her name is Kate, Kate Gurgis. And... Um, Look, she's a, an, an aspiring young uh, singer-songwriter. Um, she comes from Sydney. She began her journey as a musician from a very young age. She started to sing at age seven, which is quite coincidental because so did Lonnie Lee. He was singing in the uh, local church choir at seven. So, hey, you never know. Um, so she started at seven and um, composing her own music at age nine. Now, she plays acoustic guitar. She plays piano. She's wrote some original material. I love the lyrics to the songs, which is why I asked her to come on, because I thought, you know, as, as well as keeping the legends alive, we, we were also trying to introduce new acts and, uh, and new musicians and, and, and keep them keep them inspired to doing what they're doing. You know, writing songs is not easy. Playing instruments is hard. I know my friend at Party Central, he taught himself to play guitar. A lot of dedication in that, you know. You really have to you really have to want to do that. You can't just pick up a guitar and play it overnight. You've got to put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of practice. And, you know, if you're writing songs and, you know, playing several instruments, like Kate, as I said, she plays piano, she plays guitar... And writing, I think that's fantastic. So I definitely wouldn't want to see her become discouraged. So she sent me a couple of songs, and I'm going to play this one right now. It's a number called Competition, and she's going to be my guest on the air next week, and we'll be playing some more of her music and chatting with her then. So here's the song, Competition, Kate Gerges. <laughs>
Oh, there you go, listeners. That is Kate, Kate Gurgis, and she is going to be my special guest on the air next week, okay? As I said, she's a young lady. I met her last uh, last December. Um, she's 18 years of age and aspiring. I think she's got lovely lyrics and she's um, got a lot of talent there, so hopefully um, we can help her along by playing her music. You know, when you think about it, Let's just look at Delta Goodrum for a moment. <laughs> she was 15 when she got signed up to Sony Music and she was 19 when she did the Innocent Eyes album, Born to Try. The rest is history. She's, she's, she's worth more money than John Farnham and, um, <laughs> and Glenn Shorrick put together. Um, you know, she's, she's got more than $20 million. I mean, she's a, she's a very talented lady. So, you, look, it just you just have to write the right things and, and meet the right people. So, who knows? We'll have Kate on the airwaves anyway again um, next week. She's going to be my special guest on. Um, I'm going to play a track from the person I had on last week, which was my spe- special guest, Corey Legg. Now, Corey's got this new album coming out. It's coming out um, sometime in September. We haven't got a launch date for it yet. Uh, and as soon as he lets me know, well, I've got I've got the rest of the tracks to play. But this uh, single from the album Fireball is absolutely uh, it's absolutely going gangbusters for him. So uh, I'm going to give you a little touch of that in case you missed it last week. And then I'm going to try and get in touch with Mr. Lonnie Lee and see how I go with him. There's Corey. It's called Fireball.
Uh, that's it. That's Fireball. And it's going like a fireball for Corey. Absolutely fantastic track. And um, he's going to have that from his Someday's album, which is due to be released sometime in September. Okay, I'm going to play another track by Lonnie Lee from his Back to Basics album, which he uh, brought out uh, last year. And as I said to you earlier, he's got a couple of covers on here, Only 16 and Mona Lisa. I'm going to play you the Only 16. You remember, I think Dr. Hook did this one. A few people have covered it. Um, I just want you to hear Lonnie's take on it. She was only 16, only 16. But I loved her so well. But she was too young to fall in love. And I was too young to know. We'd laugh and we'd sing and do little things that made my heart glow. But she was too young to fall in love, and I was too young to know. Why did I give my heart so fast? It will never happen again. But I was a Listeners, there you go. That is Lonnie Lee from his brand new Back to Basics album. And the track, of course, was called Only 16. And guess what, listeners? We've got Mr. Lonnie Lee on the phone. How you going there, Lonnie? I'm pretty good, Phil. Oh, look, I'm doing I'm doing really, really well. And uh, doing really well. How how were uh, how are you coping with this uh, with all this nonsense that's going on with COVID? It's pretty weird, isn't it? I must say in my in my many years of life, I, I would have to say this is the weirdest, uh, weirdest time, and I've gone through a few weird times, believe me. But uh, 
at the moment. It's uh, it's really strange. And, of course, one wonders where it's going to end. That I think that is the big uh, $64 question, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, we were hoping it would be all over. I feel so much for you guys because th- this is your bread and butter and this is what you were born to do. You started singing in the local mm. church choir when you were seven. and, mm. and yeah. oh, <laughs> <Right>. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Yes. yes, all the jobs have gone, unfortunately. Well, uh, hopefully next year, uh, uh, you know, some things will happen. But then again, I don't think uh, it will come back the same as what it was before. I think it, uh, it'll be, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll warp into something else different. Yeah, yes. Well, I... Anyway, I'm the greatest pessimist that there is, so okay. we'll be fine. I'll see you on the road somewhere. Oh, look, I, ha- <laughs> I hope so, my friend. I hope so, because, you know, you're 79 years of age, turning 80 in a couple of weeks' time, how, and how do you feel about you doing what you're doing? You must, you obviously love it, and you you wouldn't have thought when you were sort of seven and picked up a guitar and and, and started sort of doing you know impersonations of um, um, you know uh, Nat King Cole, Johnny Ray, Johnny Ray yeah. and that you wouldn't be thinking when you were doing that that oh I'm going to still be doing this in sixty years' time. No way in the world. In fact, I I never thought about I never thought about it uh, being a career. You know, it, it, that didn't enter my mind at all. Because prior to um, uh, me entering, um, you know, that that same era, mm. there were there were very very few people doing anything in the in the music industry as as, as a as a living. Extremely um, few people. The even the recording industry was only made three or four artists that were had been recording. So it was out of the question to be of like, for example, if one was in America or England, yes. there'd be uh, quite a history there as as far as um, people um, you know um, earning a living from from uh, the entertainment industry, but I just did it because I love to sing. And so uh, next week was, there, there was another job and the week after that, there was another another place and another place and another one. It just kept on going and it's still going. So it's really, uh, that's really how it happened. I didn't go get into it to, uh, to make money from it. Really? No, I guess, it's, mm. I guess when you started, you wouldn't think that this would be something that you would, you would make. I guess everybody wants to do no, it. No, not then. No, no. no. And, and and you've been doing it for sixty years, and 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 you moved to America, and you 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 were working with people like Glenn Campbell and Roy Orbison and mm. Sure. What what was that like for you? How did, how did that all make you feel? Like you must have thought you, I'm in America, I've hit the big time now, and yeah. Oh, I don't know about the big time. I hit the big time, but I certainly was um, had a diverse um, time over there. There's no doubt about it. I performed all the place um, as an individual and uh, and with my band. Uh, uh, all over the place, and I end up um, um, being involved with a guy called Mickey Stevenson, who uh, wrote um, "Dancing in the Streets" and a whole bunch of stuff. For he was a vice president of Motown in the early stages, so we were together for about about a year in uh, in Hollywood, and I was doing that. And then I was uh, then I went to Nashville and uh, as a songwriter, and so and hit uh, um, hit, hit the goal there uh, in in one manner of speaking, and uh, ended up with. Uh, Roy Orbison and uh, was with Roy Orbison for quite some time and then also um, starting businesses over there and we were looking after the biggest uh, country music uh, nightclubs in uh, in Nashville and doing lots of other uh, recording stuff and so it, it was a very, very diverse um, time for me, you know, the 14, 15 years that I spent there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, before you went there, though, not in, back in like in the 60s, you, you, you were um, awarded the Golden Microphone Award for Australia's Most mm. Popular Recording Star. So you must have felt back even then, because you, you would have been still like how long you were born in the 40s. So you're only like 20 years of age, 21 years of age. Yeah. 
yeah. and, and, and yeah, to well, be awarded yeah. with that, that's such a prestigious thing back then. You must have thought, geez, this is this is really happening. And then when you went to the States in 70, uh, 71, um, mm. working with people of like that, I mean, Roy Orbison, mm. goodness me, that guy was huge. And sure, <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, but, but the thing is that uh, I never had um, that much <laughs> – sounds ridiculous actually but i really never had that much confidence um in myself as a uh, as anything uh, really in in the entertainment industry i just did it because i loved it it wasn't because my uh, i thought i was better um with anybody i i, I was never competitive and i still am, am not competitive at all but as far as um back then um i was more intimidated when i went to the united states um because it seemed like every everyone was better than uh, was better than me and i thought well there's absolutely no hope in the world that then so once but once again just destiny took uh, took a hold of my hand and uh, and sent me through uh, sent me through the door and i was off you know i guess i can understand why you say intimidated because i was speaking with glenn shorick about a month ago uh, he was one of my guests on air, and, and he went to England um, when they won that Hoadley's Battle of the Bands, and he went to Abbey Road, yes. went to Abbey Road to record over there, and the Beatles were next door, and I said to Glenn, oh, so how did, how did it go? Did you meet John? Did you meet Paul? And he said, I was so intimidated by those guys, I didn't even know how to walk up and say hi. So yeah. I, I guess I can understand, because, yeah, as I said, Sher and Orbison, they were, they were they, well, they, well, yeah, they well, there's gone, one, but... Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, well, well. When uh, when Glenn and the guys were in um, in London, I was there at the same time, performing all around the place there. And one of the the uh, the, uh, the shows that I did was actually with them. They backed me for uh, uh, for one show. Um, he would more than like, he would more than likely uh, totally uh, not remember that at all because it was just such a quick a uh, quick thing. But that was. Uh, that was then. That was before they had uh, uh, their many hits. And then when I lived in Nashville, they uh, when they used to come around um, and play the auditoriums in Nashville, that, that they would always call in on me, and we'd uh, we'd get together. And then, then of course, a long way to the top, we uh, we spent some time there. Yeah, that was an incredible. That was an incredible experience. Great show. Uh, yeah, we all had a wonderful time. Yeah, I can wonderful just time. Imagine. Uh, look, I would love to see something like that again. I mean, it was it was really a, the the sort of brainchild of Billy Thorpe and. Um, yeah, um, um, Gadinsky, wasn't it? That put that thing together, and um, yeah, yeah, was, it was great. We went and saw it. Oh, actually, my friends and I, we all went as a group because, and a lot of the people that are listening to you now who absolutely love the Aussie music, well, there was a gang of us, you mm. know, and it was like, oh wow, wouldn't wouldn't it be great if we could get all those guys back on stage again and relive that? You know, I mean, some of them have gone, of course, they've passed, but like Bill's, yeah. Bill's gone, and Stevie Wright was part of it, and he's gone, and Jim Curtis yeah. is gone. Oh, yes. and, I mean, you're the, you yeah. really are like one of the last men standing, aren't you? Really, I mean, you. Well, that's what, that's what they call him. You certainly from my my year and the the, uh, uh, the year you know the uh, first um, wave there. That was um, I'm the only one really doing anything of um, uh, at the level, I guess, that I'm on. But going back to the long way to the top, you know, Billy and I uh, spent a lot of time um, together. In fact, he uh, at the beginning of his career, I was in. Um, uh, performing in Brisbane at a hotel in Brisbane, um, and uh, I, on a, for about a month. And on a Sunday afternoon, I'd run a uh, talent contest. And one day, this young kid came up. I think he was about fourteen or fifteen or something. He came up and uh, and wanted to sing uh, sing a song, so I let him sing. And it was uh, was Billy. He reminded me of that on the uh, Long Way to the Top show. He said, "I'll never forget coming up and doing the song, and I, uh, and you giving me the, the greatest confidence to uh, to continue on and all that sort of, uh, stuff." And we did actually talk about um, 
doing all this sort of stuff again. But unfortunately, um, Billy passed and yeah. uh, a lot of other things happened behind the scenes that uh, that didn't allow that stuff to happen, which is a great shame because it would have, uh, I think it would have been successful every single time, you know. Uh, look, a, a, a tour like that with, with performers like yourself and the, and the calibre of everybody on that act, you, you know, you could, mm-hmm. do, you could do that every year like they like they do with um you know Brian Cad and he gets he's involved with yeah. Brian Cad and Kate Sobrano the Arpia the Arpia one that they that they tour every year with Kate and yeah. he, long way to the top was was the most incredible thing that you could definitely yeah. do that every year and you'd still pack the houses people people seem to think that once you reach a certain age that you're over the hill but i mean i i've seen <laughs> i know it's ridiculous age is a number it's a state of mind you know and I've seen yeah. Glenn, I've seen Glenn perform, you know, before all this nonsense, and I mean, he sits down and sings, but um, his voice is still there. He's got an incredible yeah, voice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Like in, in, in my, I mean, you know, when I was young, naturally, I, you, you look at uh, look at all the people and. Uh, and uh, the same, not just entertainers, but just uh, older people in general. And you think uh, think that they think old, and that uh, just because they, they're phys- they're physically old. But now that I'm at this age here, yep. which is older than a lot of a uh, lot of my relatives even got to, yep. um, I uh, um, I understand now the the feeling of being. Uh, of, uh, of of sort of being old or being at this age, uh, this physical age, this number, but in in, in inside in my mind, there's no way um, I'm at that age. I'm I, I, I'm thinking around the uh, around the 50s, 55, maybe uh, maybe even that that high. But it's uh, even I'm I can't believe that I'm the age that I am. I, I I'm a little bit shocked. I think it, it can't be because I don't think like that. I don't think you know 79 or 80. You know, so it's a really strange feeling, and the, and your listeners who are younger, who are in the forties, fifties, and uh, and sixties, you'll more than likely experience the same thing if you're lucky enough to uh, to think uh, young all the time. You know. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm I'm twenty years younger than you, Lonnie. I'm only sixty two, mm. but in my mm. mind, I mean, I've got I've got two children that are in that are you know they're grown adults now. But I mean, yeah. you know, I keep up with them. I I, I, yeah, I, sure. I say to them, right. my son my son says, "How do you do it, Dad?" And I go, "Age is a number. It's a state of yes, mind. Yes, that's all it is. That is that's all right. it is. It means nothing." So, how about yep. your singing? Obviously, you've been playing guitar for 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 a long, 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 long time. As long as you've been singing and mm. playing guitar, you could do that in your sleep. What about your vocals mm. now? Do you do you feel that you know you're still as strong as you as you were, and you carry all those songs the same way? Because I know you'd pack a room. It's like it's mm. like what's uh, I'm trying to think of Jade Hurley. I mean, Jade, wherever he goes, goodness me, he packs them. He packs them out more, yeah. than, more yeah. than a lot of the youngsters, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's the same as us when we tour. We go out there where. Where um, you know people are um, um, packed in the joint, but as as far as um, singing is concerned, in some cases I'm more freer um, uh, singing. I'm I still sing everything in exactly the same keys and hit the same notes that I did when I was uh, when I was a teenager. So there's nothing's really changed there. It's my voice has matured a little bit. You know, I listened to my early records and I was a little bit. Um, um, I guess um, my voice was, uh, was certainly thinner than what it is now. But then again, so was the EQing of the uh, of the instruments that we were singing into. You know, the recording uh, things. There was nothing there to give us a depth of uh, of voice that we uh, we have were able to do now in the recording studio. But as far as everything, I've never. I've never um, um, uh, rehearsed. I, I, I can go from one uh, one show to another show without 
picking a guitar up or singing a note or anything. It's just somehow it's just been very, very natural for me, which I've been very, very blessed and very thankful for. So do you need to do any sort of vocal warm-ups? Because I see a lot of artists no, backstage no. and I see them and they're, they're drinking lemon tea and they're doing all sorts yes, of things. And, and then they pick, <laughs> and they pick, their, they pick their songs in the playlist and it's like, I can't sing I that. Know. If I sing that too early in the gig, I won't be able to finish yeah. the gig and all this stuff. So you don't do anything. No, no warm-ups, nothing, N- nothing. Nothing at all. No, okay. nothing at all. My, even my wife can't believe it. She, you, I don't sing in the shower or anything. She, she can't believe it. I just go on stage and the band, exactly the same. They, and they, they say the same thing. It's amazing how you just get on and just just do it. And I, my, my first song, I always make it a really a pushy up song. And so um, um, I have no, no, I have no problem at all. I've, I've just been very blessed and very lucky. Fantastic. So did mm. you did you lose a lot of gigs? Were you booked? To, were you, did you have a lot of gigs booked for this year or or, or not? Oh yes, yeah. Well, unfortunately, well, we had tours um, yep. going up the north north coast and um, uh, Victoria. Every year we do a Victorian uh, tour in October, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's gone. And quite a few uh, quite a few a few shows here around Sydney. Yep. Um, the uh, the Joan Festival out at uh, Joan um, Theatre out at um, uh, Penrith, oh, and Penrith, and quite yeah. a number of yeah, quite a number of other places around Sydney and uh, 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 Queensland. Oh yes, no, we had quite a quite a few. Uh, Quite a few shows, and unfortunately, the whole uh, the whole shebang just went. But that's that's okay. That's how it happens, you know. So, uh, is everything being just on the back burner now? I suppose they can't even give you a date, can they? Because we just don't know where we're going to be come next year. No, so it's not like they can go. Oh, look, don't worry, Lonnie, you'll be playing here on this date. So, at the moment, is nothing's booked for you. No, 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 nothing booked. The only thing is that. Um, in in uh, December, in or actually November, halfway through November, I do. Um, um, I was booked uh, a year ago because I'd done this previously. Um, a, a show at uh, I think seven, six or seven weeks at a at a, a beautiful um, restaurant at Barara Waters called the uh, the Water Water View, okay. and it's a, a glorious um, restaurant there. And I I uh, do a lunch um, time show, so I go there and do a show at, at midday. And uh, that um, the uh, the promoter called up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they said, "Well, so far, none of the uh, none of the people have um, have cancelled, so it looks like it may still be on if the law um, allows it." But that holds about 150, and we pretty much pack it mm-hmm. every time. And it's uh, it's full of usually the groups, the Probus, uh, Lions Clubs, Rotary people, and all that. They go there for lunch, and they have they have a beautiful four course lunch and a and our show, of course, individuals go as well. We have a lot of fans; um, they go as well. But that usually starts in November and uh, finishes, I think, uh, two or three days just prior to uh, prior to Christmas. But that's so far, so that may still be on. I don't know uh, whether or not it will be. Right? Who knows? So I guess people just keep an eye on your um, on your on your Facebook page, or yeah, or... just keep an eye keep an eye on that, or even uh, contact the Waterview. Um, restaurant at, um, at Barara Waters. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's right on the water. It's, I mean, it's a glorious outlook and a beautiful food they give to. Yeah. Well, if it goes ahead, just but let me know either via Facebook okay. or, or give me a call or whatever because I've, I've got a website there where I'm I'm promoting everybody who comes onto the, the radio and talks with me. Um, oh, I've great. Got, I've Thank got you. A, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I've got a gig guide which is attached to my um, my um, website, Aussie Flashbacks. Okay. And if it's going to happen, well, I can put it on there and, and certainly do some promotion oh, thank for you. you. No, it's absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure for you. Um, so, Beautiful. So, 
you you set up your own record label or company rather, Starlight Records, um, so you could re-record mm. and your old catalogue and, and new material, which is which is uh, mm. bringing us to this new uh, Back to Basics album. Um, mm. Have you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff on there that could, people could could purchase if they want? Tell us about that. Like if they wanted to purchase some yep. of your back catalogue or some of your DVDs yep. or whatever. Yes, we have a, a website called Starlight Records, and, and, and the Starlight is not L-I-G-H-T, but L-I-T-E, so S-T-A-R-L-I-T-E, records.com.au, right. and there is lots of stuff up there. I think we have something like 40 CDs, about eight, eight DVDs, and we have books, and oh, there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff up there. I, I first started a record company um, when I was in the United States. And um, so we were recording and stuff over there and I was promoting other artists um, over there when I was in uh, in Nashville and Las Vegas. And so we were doing a lot of stuff there. And then when I came out back out here in, uh, in 83, 84, then I, uh, I started it up um, again here. And, um, and we do it, uh, we do it here all the time. So everything I record, we do, uh, we go there and I have my back, Catalog. I own also own my um, my old masters. So we're so everything I've ever recorded, we uh, we have. I think I've recorded over over five hundred and something tracks wow. um, altogether. And we're setting up a another website where one can purchase the tracks individually okay. or um, as a uh, as a uh, download. You know. Okay. So when you say purchase individually, are they, are they actually purchasing on a CD or on a on a vinyl or, or is it? Yeah, just or, or just as a download. Okay. Yeah, as a CD, as a or as, or as a download, um, they just uh, download it as an MP3 and uh, put yep. it on the USB. We we sell uh, a lot of our uh, stuff when we when we do shows. We have um, we have the CDs, the DVDs, and we also sell our more popular um, um, albums um, on USB as well. So we offer them um, as well. Knowing a lot of people in cars these days, they don't have the CDs. They're phasing that out like everything yeah. else, and uh, so they're all using. Um, USBs, which yeah. are also getting phased out, also as well because of the streaming business. You know, it's it's an incredible thing when you think about it. With like from when you started way back in the sixties, you know, when mm. when you were with Johnny O'Keefe and that, that we, you know, everything was vinyl, your, your seven inch single, yeah. twelve inch album. And, yeah. and then, you know, we, we, we ended up with cassette tapes and then, then we ended yeah. up with eight-track tapes and then we ended up yeah, with right. CDs yeah. and mini-discs. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. to note that it, it seems to have gone full circle because I know Gil Matthews has got Aztec Records in Melbourne and he's he was pressing all the classics onto CD and now he's trying to press them all back onto vinyl. So Exactly. <laughs> It's a, it's, I know. A, it's a crazy, it's a crazy mixed up business, isn't it? When I was talking to Glenn Shorick, he was saying that since the streaming, he's he's never made so much in royalties because everybody just goes yeah. on things. Oh, I'll just buy that one, or I'll buy that two. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whereas yeah. back in the day, you had to buy an album. And, you know, it might be three That's or four right. that you love, but then the others yeah. you mightn't be that keen on. You know, so yeah, it's a, yeah. It, oh yes, it's a different. Different world altogether to uh, today with the uh, with the streaming and all that sort of stuff. Very Absolutely. very different. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us about this album, Lonnie. Now we're, we're on back to basics. This when did you bring this out? I know it was last year. Um, yeah, late last year. We we uh, we bought it. And I, it's been in the pipeline for with me for oh, maybe eighteen months or something. I've been um, thinking about it, and then we recorded the. Uh, um, we uh, uh, recorded it here, the, uh, the you know the backings here in Australia, right. and then um, then I took it to um, 
and recorded the um, um, the vocals here in my own studio, and then we went to uh, went to Nashville, and I mixed it um, in Nashville, and came back here, and then mastered it back here um, with um, um, uh, Benchmark, and then um, uh, then released it. I think we, the release, I think, was uh, maybe last October, November, around that time, anyway. Uh-huh. So did you want to um, did you want to work with particular like you said you took it over there and you recorded vocals over there did you want to work with particular engineers and so on and so forth or or what was your reasoning for doing some of it here some of it over there bringing it back and doing some more here and yeah well I guess it's just a, what you feel at the uh, at the time you know I thought I'd uh, I'd um, uh, recorded it here because I recorded with my own band. You know, mm-hmm. fortunately, I've got my own band, uh, permanent guys, and uh, so we do everything together. And uh, all my albums, um, it's with the guys. And so um, I, I did that, uh, did that here. And then rather than mix it here, and I was going to mix it here, and then I thought, well, I, I don't know whether I, whether I, uh, um, whether I will um, uh, do the final mix here. I mixed it here basically uh, myself. And then, uh, then I thought, no, I'll go back to. Um, to uh, to Nashville and there's a, a guy over in Nashville. It's a, a friend of mine and he's got his own little studio and does a uh, does a lot of stuff um, over there. And I quite like um, uh, what he does, where his head is head is at. It's pretty similar to where <clears throat> to where mine is. He's quite a conservative um, uh, mixer and uh, does a lot of country stuff and whatever. Anyway, so I I went to went over there and we mixed it there and I was uh, happy with it. So I came back here and then um uh, the next process from mixing is um having to master it and and what mastering is it's it's like beefing it up and bringing all the volumes up and bringing the bass out more and all that all that sort of uh, business it's like the very final final touch it's like as the, as they say the icing on the cake right. and um and every rec- every um every cd or record or whatever um that, that is ever made um um professionally um ends up with the mastering process and i use um use a guy that um uh, was with emi for many many years he's a top guy here in australia and uh, and uh, so i still go to him and he uh, he masters my stuff and uh, and then from that then we uh, then we make the CDs and uh, and do everything else, you know. Fantastic, and and obviously you you sell you sell the CDs at your gigs, at your performances, when when if and when we can get back to that, and do some mm. meet, meet and greets and and sign them for the yeah. for your customers and 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 out, yeah. and out of your online shop, which is fantastic. And I had a look at mm. your online shop. You do you've got books and DVDs and. And albums, and it's a very, very good thing to do, I suppose, because at some point, do you ever see yourself retiring, Lonnie, from from performance? No, 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 not really. No, no, not really. No, I don't see. I, I I just see myself stopping, and that would stop. Would be uh, that my health wouldn't allow me to go any further. That's uh, that's that's the only thing that I can see. uh, I can see happening only because um, um, usually I think you, you retire if you. You can't go any further, or if you've lost interest. Right. I certainly haven't lost interest in what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. the only reason that I would retire would be that uh, I couldn't do it anymore, and mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't be available. No one, no one wanted to see me or hear me, or whatever. Then naturally, I'd stop because um, I don't want to force myself on anyone. But no. uh, and also whether or not my health um, wasn't any good, you know, naturally okay. I'd have to stop. Yep. So what about? But other than that, yeah. Yeah, what about new music? I mean, have you have you you think you might write more music, or, or are you? Just... Oh yes, I'm still doing it. Yeah, still, still doing. In fact, I've I've got I've got a couple of albums in the pipeline um, here now of what I've songs that I've been writing over the years, and 
because um, some songs you don't write write hundred percent. You know, sometimes you you do something and you just can't go any further with it, so you shelve it. And then later on, as you're going through all the stuff, you think, oh, okay, well, well, that then that then you grow on from that. There's many um, big songs over the years of, that have turned out to be world shattering songs of. Have been written over a period of time. You know, they haven't been sort of just sit down and write it and, and uh, like that. So uh, I, I'm writing a couple of albums um, there. I'm putting together at the moment a, a Christmas album, like an acoustic type of Christmas uh, album, which I've always wanted to do a, a, a Christmas album. So I'm putting uh, putting that together. And uh, so now there'll be no stopping. It's I guess anyone that's creative, as long as you can, or as long as you feel like you want to, you just yep. keep going. You know. Yep, yep. yep. I understand. Fully. It's whether the major the major thing is whether whether anyone wants to hear it. <laughs> that I think is the major thing. Not 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 so much whether or not I can uh, I can do it. You know. Yeah, but I guess look, people are always going to want to hear the classics and the stuff that you wrote that you know I guess made you famous. Um, I mean, I know a lot of musicians that have that have got all these classic hits from way back when, and they write new material and they want to push the new material and try and, you know, sell new new ideas and new albums. But everybody still keeps to beckon for the older stuff, you know. Um, well, that, well, that's pretty much it. Most of the of the uh, of the heritage um, acts of which yeah. I guess I'm one of those. It's the same. Like if I go to a show and uh, and only want to do my newer songs. Um, a lot of people would walk out, you know, not, not that they would want to insult me, but that they came to listen to the old songs. That's the reason why they walked in the door and paid their money for the old songs. I know a lot of the big American acts, they, they come out here, here and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and want to push their newer stuff, and a lot of people are quite horrified. They think, you know, I'll never go back and see them again because they didn't do this and they didn't do that, which was their big number one. And so I make sure that every single show I do, I, uh, I do all my major hits. In fact... Yeah. There wouldn't be one show that I've ever done, I think, in my whole career where I haven't sung my uh, my major hits. You know, I found a new love style, I'd sub, right? Yep. Yes, and did I do. And, you know, all those big uh, monster hits that I had, um, yep. people love them. Yes, of course, of course, because I, I I do agree with it, with the American acts. I'm, I saw I saw Boss Gags many many years ago, and he had that he had an album out there called Silk Degrees, which was absolutely huge for him, and. Mm. Um, <laughs> he came to Australia and he was promoting his brand new album and he didn't want to play any of that stuff. He All he wanted to do was push the new stuff and, and literally people just got up and walked out and thought, well, we didn't pay oh, to hear yes, yeah. We didn't pay to hear this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, it's happened to me. I, I helped promote Ray Charles here in the, uh, in the 70s when he came back to uh, Australia for a few months and uh, um, it was the same with him. Um, uh, unfortunately, it was right at the time when Ray was involved a lot with drugs and things, but he got on the stage there with his um, with his band at the Horton Pavilion, for example, and I was sitting right up the back. It was, a, it was pretty close to a full house, yeah. and uh, he started playing, and he, some of the songs lasted 20 minutes. They were just uh, just playing blues and uh, and everyone taking a solo, and, yep. and uh, people were screaming out, play, play this and uh, sing this, play, you know, hit the road jack and all yeah. that. And, no, I don't want to sing those songs, man. And so... Uh, um, um, I would say three quarters of the audience literally walked out wow. um, before halftime. And why do you suppose? Why do you suppose that artists do that? Do you think it's arrogance that oh, I'm I'm the star? It's my show. I'll do what I want to do, or, or what? Because at the oh, end of the day, yeah. you want to please the crowd. Because if you haven't got a crowd, you haven't got a show. So I can't understand yeah. why people would do that. Well, some people, I guess, it is the. Uh, it's the ego, um, which is the motivator, I guess, uh, in many cases of 
creative uh, people and people you know in in, uh, in show business. But as far as um, as far as other things, I don't know. I bet I, they maybe do want to um, promote their new album, like you mentioned before, about mm-hmm. uh, Boz Gags, and many of them do that same sort of uh, same sort of thing. But in, in, you know, they're really not taking care of their audience, as just as you said. Yeah. Without the audience, there's no show, and yeah. the reason why there is an audience is because what you've done in the past, not what you've done now, and or what you're doing in the future. So uh, um, you have to do uh, have to pay attention for that. You'll only you only hire a plumber if you know that he's he's done some good work in the past. You know, yeah, yeah, you won't just hire him and hope that he's good. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's the same with. Um with a performer, you have to look after your audience. I think so. I mean, you can understand that they do want to feature some of their new songs to to in order to sell oh, yes. to sell yeah, their sure. new material. That makes sense. But to just say, oh well, yes, I do that too. Of course, yes, I, I, altogether, I do about forty five, fifty songs in my in my show. It's full. My, my show is a full on music show. There's very little patter. Just. Um, a few little things just to introduce um, stuff, and but out of the fifty, forty-five, fifty songs, I'll I'll do more than likely around about um, five songs, five new songs from my uh, from my album, and the rest of them are are uh, oldies and uh, oldies and goodies, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, I, I I think the album's great. I got it last week, and and I've been Thank playing you. it. I think it's really really good. I love your take on Only Sixteen and, and Mona Lisa. I played Only Sixteen whilst whilst I was calling you up. I'm going to play Mona Lisa when I hang up. Um, oh, thank you. Hey, little mama. Oh, absolutely great. And of course, I played some of your old classic ones too. The uh, great. the Starlight, Star Bright. I mean, everybody wants. To, as soon as you say Lonnie Lee, they go, Oh, Starlight, Star Bright. And I found, I, I, and know, I yeah. found a new love. You know, like yes. <laughs> you've wrote some great stuff over the years. You've had a fantastic career, and I, for one, would hope you can just keep doing it as you said as long as as long as your health permits and if, if you can create, yeah, that's the main thing. create more yeah. create more music and mm. and um it, it's great for me to have people like you on the show and promote acts like yourself that are that are um you know that were out in the 60s that are still going 60 years right. later it's 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 unbelievable yeah. it, it really is and you know people talk to me about justin bieber and people like that and i think oh goodness me that guy won't be around in five minutes little in 50 years yes i i often wonder of, of all the artists you know even back from 30 years ago whether or not they're going to be uh, around most of the acts that have been uh really um uh, big world-shattering acts. You don't hear uh, about them anymore. So I, I doubt if uh, if that'll ever happen again. And the whole thing is changing anyway. The music industry is uh, is morphing, is changing. It's uh, ever since um, um, MTV came on with the videos. Mm. In it's, it's more of you make a hit with a video now uh, from a visual point of view, yeah. uh, as opposed to all our hits that we created just from the audio part of it. Where you what you heard, you know, um, television enhanced it, everything, but uh, it wasn't a major thing. It's the same now, unless all these major acts, most of them, they uh, come out and to do a show and it cost them a million dollars to set uh, set everything up because it's it's like a circus. Yeah. You know, all the uh, all the all the things that they need to yeah. uh, to do it. There's very few just walk out there and uh, and do something in front of a microphone anymore, which means that I don't think that they will last the uh, distance like no. we have been lucky enough to. I don't think so anyway. because at the end of the day, obviously they've got to keep they've got to make the show bigger and better and better. It gets to a point where you can't. You can only have so many pyrotechnics and so much lighting and so on and so forth. Yes. Whereas in your scenario, you walk out with a guitar and you do your thing and and it's great. That's it. So that's it. Know. Yeah. 
All right, I Lonnie. Know, very lucky. Look, Thank I want, you so I much, Phil. And it's been my absolute pleasure, Lonnie, and uh, I'll, I'll keep playing this. And if you do have anything, please don't hesitate to contact me and I will put it on my website for you, any upcoming gigs or any upcoming albums you've got coming out. And, um, yeah, maybe we can have you on the show again. Okay. And happy birthday okay. for a couple of weeks' time. Thank you so much, Phil. It's been lovely talking with you. Thank Take you. care. And you too, my friend. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Good evening. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, there you go, listeners. That, of course, is Mr. Lonnie Lee, rockabilly legend, and what an incredible man. Absolute pleasure for me to talk to him. Make sure you check out his brand-new album, okay, Back to Basics, and um, there you'll be able to uh, hear this track I'm about to play. It's a number called Mona Lisa. Listeners, Lonnie Lee, what a great talent. Started when he was seven back in the uh, local church choir. And here he is 60 years later, still rocking them out, still writing original music. Fantastic performer. And fingers crossed, we'll get on top of this COVID stuff and we'll be able to catch that man live in performance. I'm going to play one more track by him. If there's anything special you want to hear, please don't hesitate to either call me on 1300494988 or you can text me on 0492994445. But remember, it's got to be Aussie. <laughs>
our listeners. What do you think? Lonnie Lee, 79 years young. We've got an Aussie hero. He wears a uniform. This is called Crikey. shirts and short shorts, whether cold or warm. He's a friend of all the animals. He knows them all so well. So excited when he sees them, he gives his special yell. Crikey, crikey. Ladies, truth called blimey, magic words to save all critters living in the wild. Crikey, crikey, ladies, truth called blimey, won't you join Australia Zoo, cause you can save them too. Like Superman and Batman, he's flying through the air. Tarzan and the Phantom, you know he really cares. He's a real life hero, trying to make it better here. Trying to save all the animals, a man without fear. and small you could see it in his eyes you could hear it in the way he spoke about their precious lives crikey crikey ladies truth called blimey magic words to save all critters living in the wild crikey crikey ladies truth called blimey won't you join australia zoo cause you can save them too Dreamers in the doing, giving love to one and all, man and woman, boys and girls, and all the animals. So step right up, give a smile, show you really care. And though you won't see him, he'll be right there. Crikey, crikey, ladies, truth called blimey, magic words to save all critters living in the wild. That is Lonnie Lee, and the song is called Crikey. Alrighty, as I said, folks, if you want to uh, buy his new album, it's called Back to Basics, and you can get it on his uh, on his online shop, Starlight Records. Just Google it, and it'll it'll uh, it'll uh, take you to where you need to go. And as he said, he's got DVDs, he's got books, he's got. Um, a, oh, he said about forty or fifty CDs. Unbelievable. And a uh, great entertainer, turning 80 in a couple of weeks. You wouldn't imagine it, would you? You couldn't imagine somebody performing and um, doing everything he's doing. Unbelievable at his age. And he just, yep, 
gets out there, does it, doesn't think about it, doesn't rehearse it, doesn't warm up, just gets out there and does his thing. All righty, I'm going to play another one by an Australian legend and then I'm going to uh, play a track by Black Feather for Chris. Now, this guy's been around forever as well. Well, not quite as long as Lonnie. Uh, this guy was born in 43, 1943. Now, an Australian country music singer, songwriter and pianist. Now, who would you think? Now, don't say Liberace. He's not Australian. Um, and this guy, he used to do regular appearances on the Mike Walsh show back in the 70s. If you're yelling and screaming at me, Jade Hurley, well, you got it right, listeners. go jade hurley do you want to dance boy that guy still got it too you know like unbelievable the the guy plays a piano and he still gets his leg up on the on the on the keyboard and carries on like he was 20 years of age and and you know and all the and all the grandmas are swooning over him and having an absolute ball i think he's a very talented individual i'm going to get in touch with jade and see if i can't get him on the program one time all righty i'm going to send a track out now this one's going out to chris okay and um it's a number by black feather it's a live version it's called bopping the blues
All righty. I'll tell you what, I think we might do a double shot of Black Feather because they're such an incredible band. And then I'm going to play a Billy Thorpe track and then it's just about time for me to be hanging up the headphones. Seasons have changed. What an incredible track. You'd have to ask yourself, why did 
Australian bands not do as well as they should have? I mean, we asked that question of uh, Kevin Borich about a month or so back. You know, why don't we get the recognition? You know, you go onto YouTube and you see somebody like Justin Bieber or that, that Korean clown who did that Gangnam Style or whatever the heck that was. Goodness gracious me. And you got incredible songs with incredibly talented musicians and singers like Blackfeather and this chap I'm about to play and, and nobody knows him across the water. <laughs> it's just a disgrace. Apart from this guy, they knew, they knew him overseas, of course, but nobody would have known Blackfeather in America. Crikey's. Anyway, I'm going to play another track. This is a number by Billy Thorpe. Gone to rock and roll heaven. Way too early in his career. Way too early. It's a great song. It's a number called Goodbye, Baby. Thank you. 
Oh, there you go, listeners. Billy Thorpe from The Hoax Is Over. Fantastic album. I don't think it's available on CD. I don't think it's. I don't think they ever pressed it. Might have to talk to Gil Matthews. I've got a vinyl copy of it, and it is great, guys. I got to finish. I got to finish up now. But what I got to tell you is, um, don't forget when I go off the air, we are going twenty-four hours, seven days a week. Country, uh, not country. No, no, Aussie, 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 twenty-four-seven. If you've got the um, uh, AussieFlashbacks.com.au, if you go onto that website, listen live. Go on to Facebook. You'll be able to listen to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Aussie music. Now, we're just building this station, um, and we are going to have programs like Aussie Pub Rock. And we think we might do that on Saturday night. All Aussie. Great stuff. Radiators, the Tats, Angels, you know, all that mad Aussie Pub Rock that you used to bang your head against, you know, and, and put your head in the speaker box when you were a kid. Remember those days? And we're going to have a country program for some of the uh, older Australians that are right into their country music, like Slim Dusty, John Williamson, Lee Kernigan, and to name a few, Adam Brand, Adam Harvey. You know, they're all great Australian country singers. We're going to have a pop show, so if you want to listen to things like Sherbet and uh, oh, William Shakespeare and all that kind of stuff, Indigenous, Warumpi Band, Yotham Yindi, and, and just to name a few. Um, all these things are going in, in the pipeline. It's all going to be happening very, very shortly, and we're actually going to flip it on when I hang off, okay? So if you want to listen to more great Aussie, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, don't you turn your speakers off when I hang up the headphones, okay? Just uh, stay on that website, aussieflashbacks.com. You can check me out on Facebook. You can check me out on Spotify. And um, you can check me out next week. I'll be live on air next Sunday from 4 o'clock. Special guest artist is Kate Gurgis. Okay, she's she's a brand-new upcoming entertainer. And uh, we're going to be chatting with her. And the week after, though, I'm not telling you who I got, but I'll tell you what, the week after that, have I got an entertainer for you guys, okay? So I hope you've enjoyed the program. I hope you enjoyed listening to Lonnie Lee. It was a pleasure chatting with him. And um, you guys stay safe, okay? Have a great week, and I will catch you all next Sunday. Not with that one. With this one.
Bip, 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 bum, 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 get a job.